is up, Rob? How you been? Matt, how are you? Uh, it's been a wild ride, I think. Yeah. And that's probably an understatement, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, say the least. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I think buyers are starting to become a little more active, though. I've noticed, yeah. I mean, what do we got? Four in the pipeline right now. Wow. Compared to none, you right. know, a month ago. Like, True. I mean, they got to do something, though, as far as uh, some kind of incentive. You know, we had something yeah. for a little bit, and then it got shut down. And, you know, they, they got to come up with, with a good product, something that, that will attract people back. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting that's an interesting um, observation. I think you know, Matt, we're going to see. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I've told you before, uh, we're not in the business of speculating, nor predicting, because most of the time we get it wrong, right? Or there's something. It's it's really hard to get it, and even even the experts and the economists don't get it right. Uh, <clears throat> but um, last time we talked, we did have a conversation similar to this, where we were talking about what do you think is going to happen and. And, you know, it's the end of the year, so it might be a good a good opportunity to talk about that. Um, it's interesting what's happening. The Fed is really set on fighting inflation. I mean, we've seen four or five different increases in, in their in the money rate. Um, and uh, that has impacted uh, uh, mortgage rates, which has impacted our, our business. Right. Um, and uh, everybody's celebrating last week's uh, meeting because they didn't raise it as much, but they still they still increased it. So I don't think it's a I think I don't think it's a reason to celebrate that they slow down. It's like saying, hey, you know, we're still we're not as we're not as bad, but we're still bad. Right. Like yeah. it's still bad. Right. No, we're just taking a little of the sting off it for you. Right. And that was December 14th, which was that that, that was last week. Um, everybody thought, I mean, the, the rates are already absorbing a lot of what's going on, but there's still, you know, the first couple of days after the increase, nothing happened. Rates actually stayed soft. But um, today, I'm just keeping an eye on the market, and the, the rates are getting a little a little worse now. So, yeah. um, basically, that's a, an indirect way of saying, yes, I think you're right. There's two things that can save or can improve the market. One is home prices continue to go down as a way of adapting to the demand, right? That it that has diminished significantly because of rates. Uh, and whoever needs to sell a house, they need to sell a house. So they're going to have to be more flexible in terms of how much they can charge for it. Right. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, the government is going to have to intervene somehow or help, not intervene. That's a, that's a big word. Um, I don't like the government intervening in anything. But uh, they, they're going to have to figure out a way to to incentivize buyers, especially yeah. for some home buyers, so that it's easier and more affordable for them. Because right now it's not affordable and it's not sustainable. Well, what, what are some things... Uh, like from your end, you know, that the mortgage companies can do to incentivize. Is there any give there? Like, can you offer different products or different services or, you know, what I'm trying to trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. There's I mean, there's different programs, right? Um, mortgage companies don't have a lot of wiggle room uh, in terms of what they can do. It's, it's interest rates, points uh, and um, basically service. Right. So those are the things that, that kind of differentiate one mortgage company from the other. And uh, I mean, just being a little creative about the things that you can that you can play with. Um, buy downs are very popular right now. There's also permanent buy downs. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of people talking about the two ones because they're making a, a and assuming the way that works is you buy the rate down for year one, year two, and then it goes back to normal year three. Okay. Um, that's kind of a very generic way of, of saying it. And it's cheaper than a permanent buy down, which you end right. up paying points for the whole 30 years of the of the mortgage. Is it worth it? Mm, not sure. You're making a, 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 a bet that rates are going to come down in the next two years, which is a pretty safe bet. I uh, right. I'd rather you know not have to spend the money and then just basically if if you're really sure you're gonna that the rates are gonna come down if you can afford it, just do a permanent buy down or um, um, or just buy the at the market and refinance in a year or two when the rates come down, right? So we'll see. I mean, I I, I don't want anybody listening to this to to say, okay, Rob said to do this, so I'm gonna do this. I mean, every <laughs> case, every case is unique, every case is specific, so. Right. And the best way to do it is just to talk to a very reputable mortgage advisor like Snapfi or any other company that you trust and make sure you have that person on your side looking at all the different options. But uh, um, but yeah, other than that, Matt, is working with the government. We've been working with the government for, for many years now and uh, making those programs available to customers directly, I think, is, is at the lowest possible cost is what we can do at this time just to make right. it sort of fight back a little bit of what's happening in the industry. But yeah. Um, but let me uh, let me turn the tables a little bit. Do uh, you tell me what what are you doing on the? This is on the lender side, but what are you doing on the realty side to to keep people engaged, right? Because some people right. lose a little bit of hope. Um, some people, you know, think, oh, you know, I can't really afford it. Um, some people are realizing, hey, you know, buying a house is a little bit more than a rent. Uh, so I'm not sure if I want to yeah. do that. Like, how do you how do you have those conversations? What do you make? What do you do to make it more more palatable for them to to actually stay in the market and buy right now? Luckily, here rents are super high, and so you know it almost just is a no brainer to go ahead and get yourself into a purchase situation if you can because i mean it's like you're going to pay 2500 bucks a month for a landlord not to take care of the property or are you going to pay 2500 a month to own no property you know and at the end of the day in five years that property is going to be worth more yeah so why not purchase right. it you know, if it's not worth more than five to 10 years, you run it out to somebody, you become that landlord and you do it right. That's correct. Yeah. Or you sell it and you capture the equity and mm -hmm. it's the best investment in your lifetime. You know, that's, that's really the conversation I have with people when they're renting, you know, but one, one thing that I really like to do, Rob, is just like back to the basics grassroots marketing i mean you know that with the last uh promotion that you sent over you know i was like door knocking apartment complexes and you know duplexes anywhere that because you know where do renters live they live in rentals so why not put yourself in front of them introducing yourself providing something that that they can hold and see you know an icebreaker and then then you have something to talk about, you know, and I look forward to a program like that coming back again, but we do it all the time. Like Janelle come up with a flyer, it's yeah. just a generic flyer. Like, Hey, it's a great time to buy, you know, uh, you know, the smiling couple on it or whatever. And we just take it around and, and meet people and, and talk to people. And we make sure that we take a note of yeah. who, who we're reaching out to. And that way we can stop back by in a, in a couple of weeks and say, hey, like, stop by. Here's another flyer. 
you know, throw it in the garbage, put it on your fridge, whatever you're going to do with it. But it's here with our information on it and just staying in front of people. You know, that's that's really important, I think, right now is uh, communicating with your base. You know, anybody and this this goes not just for uh, realtors, right? Like this is anybody in sales. So your loan officers, I mean, same thing. They, they've got to stay in front of their base. They've got to be reaching out to their sphere of influence yeah. on a daily basis. I mean, something like send, email a Christmas card or text message somebody a Christmas uh, card, you know, saying Merry Christmas. Yeah, Chanel's been doing that. She's been going through our, our database of like a thousand people yeah. and personally with her thumbs sending the the text message out to everybody and she's been getting great responses because everybody wants to hear Merry Christmas. They know who we are. Yeah, they that's, that's so true, Matt. That's so true. And, and I think at the end of the day, it's adding, it's adding value, right? Like we're fighting against inertia and inertia yeah. is people keep doing what they're familiar with and people who are renting, they just keep on renting because that's easy yeah. as familiar. Um, and, um, and, and it's scary, like looking at numbers, getting pre-approved for a loan, looking at houses, uh, you know, just the whole idea of owning a home just feels like a big responsibility to some. Yeah. So that's what we're fighting. We're fighting with inertia. And to, to when you're fighting with that kind of consumer inertia, you have to be in, in front of them constantly reiterating yeah. the value of owning a home, the, the, the benefits of you know, yeah, it might be a couple hundred bucks more than the rent that you're paying for, but it's your house and it's yeah. your equity and right. you're separating yourself from, um, you know, from the renters that will continue to rent for their for many years to come and continue to make a landlord rich. Um, you know, I, I am a landlord myself, so I, I, yeah. I, you know, I I would like for them to continue to rent. But at the same time, I know that's not sustainable and it's not healthy for a financial future. So right. I, I like your idea. I my tip. Uh, for the day on follow up and follow through is block it. Block the time during the yeah. week consistently, right. three hours, four hours, whatever it is to touch on your, yes, robots can do a lot. Yes, automation can do a lot. I do a lot of automation myself, right. but it doesn't replace the human touch and it doesn't replace the human connection. So block it and force yourself. It's like going to the gym, like force yourself to go to the gym when you have to go to the gym and you might not like it that day. It doesn't matter. Just go and do it. Right. It's the same thing with follow up and follow through. Block it on your calendar. Live by that block yeah. of time and do it. Even if you miss it once in you know, every couple of months that, that at least, you know, that that's that's 80 percent success. Right. So yeah. um, it's a uh, that's it's a great great insight from from you in terms of uh, staying on top of your customer base and making sure that they know that you're here to help them. So, yeah, and I think that uh, people can really tell when they're being botted. You know, I've noticed that when I send out a mass email, yeah, I get a whole lot of nothing, and when I get something back, it's something super negative, like stop emailing me or leave me alone. You know, like I'm gonna put you in spam, that kind of thing. Whereas when, when you actually take the time to send a personal email, they can tell it's from you and not your CRM. Right. Uh, the response is different. Like they respect yes. it more when you take the time out of your day to send them, you know, to spend time with them basically is how it comes across, right? Yeah. yeah. And like you said, the human touch, I mean, it's got to be there. You know, people like crave it. 
especially this day and age with with all the technology. I mean, all they're doing, yeah, all they're doing this day and age is like spam phone calls and emails. I mean, you We're see all fighting them. We're all fighting them. advertise all the time. Like, you want to stop spam? You know, download this app and you right. know, like. So, if you want to reach out to your base, you got to do it personally. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we should be doing this once a week because I think this you have some great insights. Yeah, yeah. This is fun. Awesome. What else? Anything else for the day? Um, I mean, we talked about how the market's trending. We talked about what realtors and loan officers and anybody in sales needs to do. Um, do you have anything else? Well, I, I, not really, but I, I, the thought of the day I woke up this morning and I just, um, I, I have, uh, you know, I, I noticed the industry is changing significantly. Right. Uh, and yeah. we haven't seen, we haven't seen the, the kind of the core of it yet to the core of the changes yet. I think, um, like I said, at the beginning of this conversation, the, the, the fed is, is set on fighting inflation. So that's going to continue to impact this industry. We already seen a couple of big companies fold or close wow. up or or reduce operations significantly. Many smaller brokerages, both on the realty side mm -hmm. and the mortgage side, are going to have to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah, um, well, I mean, with any shift in in the market, you know, like there's there's always some opportunity there. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's sad. I mean, a lot of you know on the real estate side, a lot of realtors are going to quit because they the last two years haven't had to work very hard. Yep. You know, I mean, it's pretty easy to get on a phone call with somebody and score a listing when the prices are like $130,000 overinflated, you know, but now that they're not and you've got to really work hard to find that buyer that wants to buy and you're, you're not working as much with listings as far as, you know, we did last yeah. year and the year before. You know, a lot of people don't want to get on the phone, don't want to knock oh, on yeah. doors, don't want to do all those this super basic stuff. Yeah, our and, CEO says everybody's working twice as much for half the results. So you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think it's it's gonna be a natural um cleansing, if you will, of the of the industry in terms of uh, you know, those who are not effective, who are not here to work and really help people are, are gonna wow. have to find a way out and I'm already seeing it. I, we already had a couple of our loan officers who decided to to find something else to do, which is, yeah. I get it. I mean, I no no disrespect to anybody. I think it's it's absolutely natural. Like people start thinking about what they want to do with their lives and whether they're gonna uh, stay in the industry when the industry stuff. And but I think that effect is gonna be pretty significant, and we're gonna see it in the first quarter, which is typically the the low season for us. So uh, right. and for you guys as well. So we we'll see what happens. What I do know is that this is not sustainable, which oh. it leads me to believe there is there's better days ahead. The question Absolutely. is when, when would that happen? When would that start turning? Um, is it at the end of the of the of the winter, at the beginning of, of springtime, or is it gonna be in the summer? We'll we'll see. Uh, but we're here to stay. It sounds like you guys are too. So oh, yeah. And I, I was going to say, like, in the meantime, it's just a fun time for us to find opportunity. And I mean, buyers have, you know, good news is that buyers have more negotiation power. I mean, it's a whole lot more fun having a conversation when 
with a buyer when when they're actually stoked about buying yeah. something, you know, because they they can say, yeah, I don't really want to spend that, or you know, yeah, I'll give you full price, but we're gonna need a twelve thousand. That is a great thought to close today's conversation, close. Matt. I think yeah. it's a great, great thought to kind of finish this in a very positive note, which is if you, you know, and I always tell my, you know, our customers. Um, when they say, hey, is this the right time to buy? You know, is this the right yeah. market? You know, it, it feels like it's a little icky and weird and prices are might be coming down and yeah. and the rates are a little high. And my answer is always very consistent to them. The best time to buy is when you are able to buy, not when the market is perfect. Because guess what? When people try to market, time the market, most of the time they come up, they come on uh, out on the losing side because it's, it's, it's almost impossible to time the market. So they have purchasing power, they do have leverage, they do have the ability to negotiate, and all those things are positive. So if you can sustain um, a little bit of the higher rates that we have for the next year to come, yeah. there's going to be a refinance at some point. There's going to be just just focus on being able to to afford that monthly payment as long as you are. And no loan officer should get you into a loan that you can't afford it. Um, it's 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 illegal, right? Yeah. But if you can afford it at a, a um, for the year for a year or two to come, then go for it. Get the house, yeah. and then readjust later. I think is a is a very positive way of of, uh, of ending this conversation today. For sure. Hey, thanks for coming on, Rob. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome, Matt. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Bye bye.